the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 1009 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other respectable, reputable commentary or study Bible. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened. so that they can be saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in what Jesus Christ said, by believing in Jesus Christ and taking heed to the most important words ever spoken in the world to mankind in the history of the world. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. The Bible says, And dear friend, if you are not saved tonight from hell and you are not saved to heaven, if you do not have your eternal life insurance policy uh, squared away where you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and have repented of your sins, you need to do that tonight wherever you may be. Understand that you are a sinner. So is the Pope. So is the Dalai Lama. So is even Joel Osteen. And I am a sinner too. We are all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. By breaking his commandments. By lying. By stealing. lusting and coveting, dishonoring, disrespecting our parents, 
dishonoring and disrespecting God by taking his holy name in vain, committing adultery, committing fornication, committing homosexuality, lesbianism, and many other sins that have been committed by people around the world. We all have sinned against God. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also said, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. If we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in this life, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, then that person will go to hell. People who do believe in Jesus Christ will go to heaven. For Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world according to John the Baptist. So if you believe in him, he has taken away your sin. If you don't believe in him, your sin remains and you go to hell. And Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. And sad to say, most preachers living today. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And he made it clear that hell is a place of fire and burning and torment. That's how much God hates sin. That everybody who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of their sins will burn in hell forever. That is the reality. And so God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this beautiful place that he has provided for us to stay, if you will, Hotel Earth, magnificent place, extraordinary, if he will allow you to die off of this beautiful place called Earth, you need to understand that he will allow you because it's your sins, you committed sins against him. And you sinned against not only his word, but you sinned against the conscience he put in you. His law is in your heart. Otherwise, why do we know that stealing is wrong? Committing adultery is wrong. Lying is wrong. We know it's wrong. It's, it's written in our hearts. Yet we skip over that and we still do it. So nobody is, nobody will have excuse. You need to understand, my dear friend, and I, God has said it, Jesus has said it as lovingly as they can. It is a harsh reality, though. 
and I'm saying it as lovingly as I can, you're going to hell if you do not trust in Jesus Christ. And you can go to heaven if you do believe in him. The decision is your, yours. It's up to you. Jesus Christ said some people, love, I mean people love darkness rather than light. He is the light of the world, pardon me. And some people love the darkness of sin and evil more than they love light and coming to the light and confessing their sins and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and repenting of their sins and obeying. That's what it boils down to. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what Jesus Christ said when he said, for God so loved the world. God loved you so much. He's given you all of these years to live. You could have been gone like the man who was singing a gospel song in his car. Somehow he um, took a video. He was he put had a video going. I don't know how he did that. But then he ran into the back of a tractor trailer truck and died. He was 23 years old. Just um, finished uh, being a runner-up and uh, American Idol. And he's dead and gone now. And the point that you need to take from this that if that young young man could die like that at the age of 23 in the prime of his life you can die too at any time. We don't know where death is but death will catch up with each and every one of us. So get your eternal life insurance policy squared away right now by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible also says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So call on his name, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That is the only way you can be saved. You cannot get saved through church membership. You cannot get saved through working in the church. You cannot get saved through baptism or any religious activity. None of those things can save you. Otherwise, Jesus' death on the cross would be in vain. And his death was not in vain. It's all about him. Believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him. So if you're ready to do that, let's pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize and I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. 
I understand because of that that there's no good thing that I can do to save myself. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I truly believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. I believe your word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. but have everlasting life. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart and I receive you into my spirit. Please fill me with your holy divine spirit and help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil wicked ways Help me to repent of my sins and help me to follow you in the newness of life. Even though others may mock me and uh, persecute me. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, in your heart that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. And you prayed that prayer with me and called upon the Lord in sincerity. Then may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, for believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and calling on his name. Now to help you grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be a strong Christian disciple, please go to gospellightsociety.com and tap on my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said, I am the door. The book is free of charge. Download it and begin reading it, and it will give you the instructions you need to grow in the faith. And also there's another book beside it titled How to Be Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible. Read that as well. You might want to read that first so that you can understand better what you did tonight. Also email us. Our email is on the platform you're on tonight. Uh, or you can email me directly at dw3 
at gospellightsociety.com. If you have a prayer request, send that in. We can also send you more materials. And anything you need as far as uh, spiritual strength and, strength and growth, uh, you can uh, let us know. And also go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts. And there's a whole university and Bible college and seminary of information uh, available to you to grow thereby. Right now we're going to uh, resume our uh, Scripture in the Sense uh, podcast recording and service, the standing between the living and the dead service, if you will, already in progress. Tonight, my dear friends, we're reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, once again. Uh, here a little, there a little. And by the way, for those of you who prayed that prayer with me tonight and you believed in Jesus Christ, this is your first Bible study. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, that was Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. How comforting is the Word of God and the Holy Scriptures. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost <clears throat> and with the help of the BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary edited by Dr. Walford and Dr. Zuck. The fact that Jesus was born of Mary only as indicated in the genealogical record, demanded further explanation 
if you will. Matthew's explanation can best be understood in the light of Hebrew marriage customs. Marriages were arranged for individuals by parents and contracts were negotiated. Marriage was taken very seriously among the Israelites and may I just say here that God wants all children to have a father and a mother. For God put Joseph, and I'm, I'm just sharing this from how the Lord has given it to me right now, and Mary in this um, uh, this particular situation where there could have been many questions and many issues because as we all know Jesus Christ was virgin born yet he God provided God is the father of Jesus Christ make no mistake about it but he provided uh, a stepfather for his son. That says a lot about the importance of the father, the human father in the home. I feel like turning around and shouting one minute. God just dropped that into my spirit. I've never thought about that before in my life. And as all God called preachers know, uh, uh, that's special when God does that. So I want you to understand that. That the Father is important. God provide, God is Jesus' Father. But God provided, and, and he could have raised Jesus without the human Father. My friends, he could have done that. He, he's done this. He does, he does it all the time. And he's very good at it. But he, he, God wants all children to have a father and a mother. So let me just emphasize that with you people tonight. He provided a father for his son. He didn't have to do that, but he did it from... From, from the jump. From the get up. I mean he was. He was. He was there with Mary. Huh. <laughs> and let me tell you. Some of you proud. Independent. Angry. Mad. Women out there. If you can get married. To a man who's never been married before. You better go ahead on and do that because Joseph helped Mary and that was not even his baby. Let me turn around. Because I feel like shouting. <laughs> Woo! Huh? So, huh? Some of you women think you're mighty, might, and mighty man and all of that. You, you, 
you need to humble yourself down and, 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 and calm yourself down and, 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 and pray for a husband to help you because you're going to need him. God provided Mary a husband, a man. Thank God he was a man of great understanding. <laughs> because, wow, he chose the right one. But he provided a stepfather for his son in this world. He is the father. Make no mistake about it. This is my father's world. Okay? And some of you wives out there who going around telling your children and your girlfriend you you can do bad by yourself. You better try to hold on to that man because uh, somebody else will get him and 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 and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and will receive the blessings of your husband. Uh, you mighty mites or something else. I mean even Mary had a husband. And obviously she didn't need a husband because she was already with child. A divine child from, uh, from heaven. And they were put in a, I mean, I, I'm not saying God put them in a predicament, but humanly speaking, they were in a predicament. Because, you know, it's questions. And see, and then I, as I think about this, because I'm still preaching a series on how that Jesus' family and friends uh, turned on him. Now that I think about it, that might have been. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. But that might have been one of the reasons why that city the city folk and the people he were raised around really didn't think that much of him because there might have been some words you know down in the hood well nobody knows who the daddy is of that child huh they say you know I heard that it was God you know and all of that but come on this how they gonna look now I'm just telling you come on now <laughs> you know uh, he looked like a regular child to me. Huh? Come on now. What? No, hush, hush. Don't say anything about it. I, 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 they, they, thought of, they thought of his family as very lowly. It's regular. We know Mary. We know Joe. We know the children. Why? Uh, and you know what happened back in yonder, you know, some... Uh, so I don't know some of you men around here. What? What, what have y'all done? We, you know, you heard this. You heard some things. You know, we heard some things down through the years. I wonder if they had. There was a stigma to the family because of what? Because of this. I don't know. It's not a stigma now, but I don't know. And I, I ask these questions uh, advisedly. And respectfully. After this was accomplished, the individuals were considered married and were called husband and wife. And by the way, if God has blessed you to get married with a partner who has never been married before, that is a blessing indeed. 
don't poo-poo on that. I know the woke world is against it. The demonic spirit of wokeism is against it, hates it. But God still loves it. And, and, and anybody with any sense loves it. My wife and I would be considered uh, a, a couple that has a bad marriage. Uh, but my wife knows and God knows I've enjoyed myself. I, I, I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. I enjoy, I've enjoyed family life very much. And I would recommend to you men to stop being a pansy and submissive to your wife and enjoy the married life. If she wants to be angry and bitter and uh, contrary, so be it. You know, but you don't have to be unhappy. If you're the man, you're the, you're the one in charge. You ought to be very happy. So even if you're in a so-called bad marriage, marriage is wonderful. It is beautiful. And I'm with uh, Sister Burr, Cameron, Candace Burr, uh, Candace Cameron Burr. I'm with her and her husband. That uh, even though they've been married a long time, they enjoy their married life. I think her, their, her children are grown too. And you ought to enjoy yours. Stop uh, being mad all the time and enjoy what God has blessed you with. Marriage is a blessing. We see that here with Joseph and Mary, the Son of God, and the Son of God. Marriage and family is a blessing. You can go through life bitter and angry and mad and sad and, and, and mean as the devil all you want to. That's, that's your business. But what God made is good. They did not, however, begin to live together. Instead, the woman continued to live with her parents and the man with his for one year. The waiting period was to demonstrate the faithfulness of the pledge of purity given concerning the bride. If she was found to be with child in this period, she obviously was not pure. Obviously, obviously. See, this is what I'm telling you. This is a predicament. And most people would not ha handle this predicament well. Most men. Joseph was chosen by God to handle this predicament. Most men, I would say 99%, would say, I don't want to hear that. Ninety-nine percent. Joseph is by himself, I believe, with all of my heart. I don't know of any other man who would go go along this plan, <laughs> this program. I don't know of any man. So how about you, preacher? You seem to be a good man, not Danny B. Uh, -uh. no, I would not have. I would not. Have, I was not. Gonna, I wouldn't have been the one. I would not have been the one. Don't 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 think that highly of me. Cause uh, -uh I, I I no, I, I don't want to hear it. You say you conceived a baby of God, woman. Is that what you telling? <laughs> is that what you telling me? 
You think I'm crazy? I was born in the night, but I was not born last night. I'm up. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> see, see, see how you. I, I'm just telling you the truth. I would not. I would not have walked one step with that woman. No. Nope. But Joseph did. Thank God for Joseph. And I have said it before, we do have some men who uh, who have more of the spirit of Joseph. You know, there's a few men who have the spirit of Joseph. They wouldn't do that, but they, 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 uh, they will do some other things, you know, that I wouldn't do. Uh, but, you know, we thank God for them. She obviously, she obviously was not pure but had been involved in an unfaithful sexual relationship. And we say these things advisedly and humbly and respectfully. Because we, we have to deal with the reality, this was a predicament. Hello. Therefore, the marriage could be annulled. Null and void. You won't be marrying me. And let me just say this right here for all you single mothers out there. Big and bad and proud. God did not want Mary to be a single mother. Because see, the marriage bed, uh, marriage is honorable in all. Okay? Marriage is honorable. It's honorable. See, this is why I tell you, I, 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 I really don't want no young man, 30 years old, he's, he doesn't have a girlfriend, not engaged, around me. Call himself working with me. No, I don't. I don't. A young lady, fine. A young man, no. As far as I'm concerned, there's something wrong with you. All these fine women out here, and after all of these years, the women are still coming out fine. They still, they still look beautiful. And you, 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 a single man, you 30 years old, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a ring anywhere that belongs to a woman that, that, that you're trying to get married to. You take care of that first. See. Before you come around me, I, I, I don't trust you. I can handle a, a single woman, uh, but uh, I don't want no single man around me like that. All these women out here, man, what's wrong with you? What is the problem? I'm talking to some of you young men who have not had sex in over a year. They got the studies on you. I don't know how they got the studies. They got the research on you. What is the problem? Get you one, okay, and marry her. Notice that uh, God did not want Jesus, his son, to have a mother who is considered a single mother. God took care of the marriage thing. God came down from heaven and told Joseph, look here. This is the situation. I want you to, but I want you to be her husband. 
I want you to do this for me. Huh? We need young men and women to get married again. Now that's a quote. If you put that quote on Twitter, it'll travel all over the world. Some will be disgusted with it, and some will be happy about it. And some will be mad as fire about it. It doesn't matter. But it's true. We need for young men and young women to get married. Siblings are not to be living with one another for a long period of time. The goal is to get married, get your own place, and move on out. It's okay. It's fine. It's how God designed it. If, however, the one year waiting period demonstrated the purity of the bride, the husband would then go to the house of the bride's parents and in a grand processional march lead his bride back to his home. Glory be to God. There they would begin to live together as husband and wife and consummate their marriage physically through, guess what? You guessed it, sex. Matthew's story should be read with this background in mind. Mary and Joseph were in the one-year waiting period when Mary was found to be with child. Huh? See how structured this is? See, therefore, how much of a predicament this is? This is a situation. This is a real situation. And not like how we do up in here, you know, how we do in the hood and as far as marriage and all of that. We don't have no long processional. We don't have any waiting period that much. And it's not for that reason. We, we call it engagement, but it's not for that reason. To make sure the woman is pure. It's for other reasons. In fact, it's, it's, it's for the reason to have sex before you get married for in, in many cases. They had never had sexual intercourse, and Mary herself had been faithful. Now watch this. Now, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this. I don't want to get too deep into this. Because some of this will rock your world. You can have sex with your wife if she's pregnant. I know that to be a fact. And it's some of the best sex you'll ever have. But let me just help. I don't want to get too deep in that. Because some of you folks can't handle that. But let me tell you something. Joseph didn't touch Mary. Now you talk about a gentleman. And I don't care who you, you are. You know Joseph was a man. He's not God. He, he was not God. He was not Jesus. Jesus was in the womb. He wasn't the son of God. And so he's a human being. And I can assure you, I say respectfully, I say advisedly, that he might have had a question or two. 
my wife of over 34 years, her, she was the most beautiful and the prettiest and the finest and the fattest she ever was when she was pregnant. I was more turned on by her sometimes while she was pregnant than even before. So, and that's hard, my dear friend, for a man to not touch. Can I get an amen, men? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. I mean, you talk about voluptuous. That's hard. That's hard for a husband. This is my wife, and, and I'm still not going to touch her. Because of what is going on here, and, and, and God bless his heart. While little is said about Joseph, one can imagine how his heart must have broken. As a human being, as a man, he genuinely loved Mary. Because he, you must understand now, if there ever was a virtuous woman, come on now, brothers and sisters, men and women, in the words of Dr. David Jeremiah, you men and women, come on now. You know now, if there ever was, what? I can't hear you. If there ever was a virtuous woman, her name is Mary. You got that right. I mean, she was a lovable woman, see. So let me just help you all a little bit. Some of you women out here in this world today, you're not lovable. The man wants to love you, but you're not lovable. Okay? So he's got to handle you another way. Uh, you say, well, uh, uh, well, all women ought to be lovable. Well, now, you, 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 ought, you ought to be... Uh, uh, all women ought to be loved, but all women are not lovable. That means you have a sweet, quiet, meek and quiet spirit. Amen. You're not a nagger. I didn't say nigger. I said you're not a nagger. <laughs> N-A-G-G-E-R. You don't nag. You're not a constant complainer. You're not a witch. I saw a man tonight. He, he's had some problems. He's called himself a prophet and everything. He's had some serious problems. But I, this month, he's, he's doing a series, a 21-day series, on how to pray away witchcraft. I said, no, not, now he's got a title right there. Now, I, I doubt he's going to treat it right, but he... How to pray away witchcraft. Some of you women act like witches. You're proud. You're stubborn. You're rebellious. Huh? Mean. Hateful. Always complaining. Always whining. Always crying. Always lying. And never happy about anything. And your husband, watch this. Your husband Joseph. All of the, all of the men who are Josephs out there, some of you you good men. There are some good men like that too. They want to do something good for you. I'm telling you the truth, people, women. I'm telling you the truth. They know it. They they but see they know they can't do it for you because you don't appreciate it, huh? Yeah, because you're not you're not like Mary. 
See, now when Joseph bought her some flowers, she appreciated it all day long, a whole week long. She talked about that. She had a humble, pure heart. Huh? Joseph never had to handle, manhandle Mary. Probably never got angry at Mary. See, see, let me tell you something. Joseph, yes, he was a believer in God. God would not have picked him to be the stepfather of Jesus if he was not a believer in him, in God. God knew his heart. God knew he was a good man. And I don't know. Maybe God waited that long, you know, from Abraham all the way up to the birth of Jesus, to the time of his birth, because he, he couldn't find a man like Joseph, couldn't find a woman like Mary. I don't know. I don't know. It was a long time, though. But let me tell you something else about Joseph. In the words of an Alabama woman, Joseph loved that woman, buddy. That's another reason why. And let me tell you something. When a man loves a woman, he'll do some things. Hmm? Yes, sirree. Not only did he love God, he was still a human being. He was a man and had some questions. Huh? He had some, I don't care what you say. These people were not angels. But he, 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 he feared God and he respected God and he went ahead and did this for God. But he, uh, he, he, he did it for Mary too. He loved that woman. He loved that woman. She was a sweet, she was a sweet thing. For real. She was special now. And he knew it. When a, when a man loves a woman, now, I mean, Joseph, he, he loved God, he feared God, but he loved him some Mary, too. He had to love Mary. He had to love Mary. He was not a robot. That man loved that woman. And yet the word came that she was pregnant. She was with child. His love for her was demonstrated by his actions. I love this woman. If I have to go through this shame, this embarrassment. I mean, I, I, I say this advisedly. I say this respectfully now. Don't come at me. <laughs> Don't come at me. I'm telling you what, I'm trying to keep the human part in here. Huh? This was a human being. This was a man. And men are jealous for somebody, especially like Mary. He chose not to create a public scandal by exposing her and putting her away uh, con her, exposing her condition to the judges at the city gate. 
Who knows? They probably would have stoned her to death. According to the law. Such an act could have resulted in Mary's death by stoning. Lord have mercy on us. This is deep. Instead, he decided to divorce her quietly to, 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 uh, you know, to separate from her, to annul this marriage quietly. Then in a dream, here comes God. An angel told Joseph that Mary's condition was not caused by another man. You need to calm down. <laughs> Woo! But through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. The child Mary carried in her womb, sir, was a unique child. For he would be a son whom Joseph should name Jesus. For he would save his people from their sins. I'm about ready to have a Baptist costal fit. Do you hear me? These words must, how can you have a Baptist costal fit at a simple Bible study, a devotional Bible study at that? That's God for you. These words must have brought to Joseph's mind the promises of God to provide salvation through the new covenant. The new covenant. Are we good? Right here. The unnamed angel also told Joseph that this was in keeping with God's eternal plan. For the prophet Isaiah had declared the prophet. Listen to the prophet now. The prophet had declared 7,000 years. Pardon me. I'm getting carried away. <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting carried away. Let me calm down. The Isaiah, the prophet, had declared 700 years before that the virgin will be with child. I know Joseph had to go and search the scriptures. What? While Old Testament scholars dispute whether the Hebrew Alma should be rendered young woman or virgin. God clearly intended it here to mean virgin as implied by the Greek word Parthenos. She was a virgin. Not just a young woman who's already been in the bed with somebody. No, 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 no. The Son of God can't come through her. Mary's miraculous conception fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy to a T, and her son would truly be Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. I'm about to have a Baptist costal fit. I can't take it. It's too much. This is too much. <laughs> See, this is why people shout. They, the body can't take this. This is too much. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. 
In light of this declaration, Joseph was not to be afraid to take Mary into his home. Bring her into your home, Joseph. God is setting it up. He's making sure that his son, he is the father, but he's making sure, making sure that his son has a stepfather, a father figure uh, in the human realm uh, to be, to raise this son of God, the son of God. This is deep, people. I, I, this is hard. This is hard. This will make your cup overflow. If you're saved, see. And by the way, I, I feel like sometimes I had this thought today. I ought to call our church the unpopular church. You know why? Because all I'm going to do is unpopular things. All we're going to do here and all I'm going to give you, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. You got that? I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm going to pray. I'm not here to entertain you like the churches have been doing, the pastors have been doing for the past 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I'm going to give you what you need. We're going to pray. And I'm going to pray as long as God leads me to pray. <clears throat> I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to teach the Bible. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the whole counsel of God. And if you want to come, come. If you're saved, you'll stay and appreciate it. If you are not saved, you're not going to like it. Because I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to tickle your ears. This is what you need right here. And if this does not excite you, uh, there's something wrong with your salvation. See, much of the church over the past 100 years has been built upon personalities and not prayer and the Word of God when the Apostle said, I'm going to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. There would be misunderstanding in the community, like I told you, and much gossip in the community as well. And, I, and see, as I told you, <clears throat> no one of the, <clears throat> the people that where he was raised did not think much of Jesus because they didn't think much of the family. <clears throat> because of this. See, sometimes when bad things happen at the beginning of your family, it carries through, carries on, and people never forget it. Even though they're evil as the devil, and their, mar and their marriages and families are shot to hell, but they, they're going to remember way back what happened. <clears throat> That's just, just human nature. But Joseph knew the true story of Mary's pregnancy and God's will for his life. My, my, my. My beloved friends, I can almost tell you now that I will not be preaching the uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting tonight because that right there uh, was very powerful and blessed of the Lord. I, I, I don't know. I may, I may try to do it, but probably not. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's pray before we move on to the next segment. 
Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word that says, For God so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In light of this passage, in light of this message and lesson tonight, Thank you, Holy Father God, for granting me the energy, the strength, the unction, and the anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel. Already tonight as well. And uh, Lord, I pray that you will help us uh, to deal with this next lesson and to pray for others. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death. To these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things, you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically, your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, 
preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again, and you're ready to trust him as your Savior, pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, Please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past.
and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and... Uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time. <laughs>